Hey guys, I'm Alex Kennedynik, and I really love the App Guy podcast series. I listen to all the time, and I think you learn a lot. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Yes, welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, Paul Kemp, and uh, this is the show where if you're an indie app developer and a business owner, an entrepreneur, whatever your walk in life, I think you'll gain a lot of content from the guests that we have on the show. So we, we have a lot of authors and app developers and entrepreneurs, and today I'm really excited uh, because we have a top guest for uh, our earbuds, and uh, her name is Brandy Sweezy, and she is uh, the founder of BrandySweezy.com. I really recommend you go and check out BrandySweezy.com. Uh, there'll be a link on the show notes at the end. Uh, now, she helps engage, ignite, and expand your audience with Google Hangouts. And I know that uh, we all in our businesses have uh, ways that we can learn to engage um, through Google Hangouts. So uh, I'm looking to tapping into your uh, expertise here, Brandy. So welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. That's great. Well, perhaps uh, we could start the show just by having you talk a little bit about uh, yourself and and how you ended up uh, doing this uh, venture with um, with Google Hangouts. Uh, it's funny that you caught this perfect timing just coming off of speaking at Social Media Marketing World this past weekend. And I realized that it'll be the one year, which it seems like it's been 15 years, the one year anniversary of the first time that I did a Google Hangout. And I did it on my birthday last year, a year ago this week. And uh, I, I thought, oh, you know, it, it's going to be really simple. And I did it. And then I started to see the results. And at that time, I, I felt very much on the bleeding edge. I was like, why isn't everyone doing Hangouts? And, uh, they're, you know, they're not, you know, horribly difficult, but they, they don't really make them that simple and intuitive as well. And so I just slowly started, people started asking me and started paying me. And I was like, uh, they're free, um, but started paying me to help them with their Google Hangouts. And so an entire business uh, exploded out of this. And I, I rose to the uh, quote unquote overnight success that took me 20 years to get there. So, yeah, it was just about timing Yes. It's great that you've had this overnight success, but ironically, you know, you did mention that it took you 20 years to get there. And I think all that expertise in the past must have helped you for that uh, moment when you had uh, this huge success with um, what you're doing now. So maybe we can go back into your career but before you got into Google Hangouts. T tell us a little bit about how you started out, what made you want to go and work on your own and, and do... Um, you know, this entrepreneurial stuff? You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. You know, it's been 20 years. I've been in marketing, public relations, event planning. And you're right, I, I sometimes am a little humble about the hangout thing, but strategic developments is really marketing and marketing strategy is really my strength and background and also branding. So I took that 20 years of experience and applied it to hangouts. So I don't call myself an, a hangout expert. I'm more um, accepting of hangout marketing expert. So yeah, I've, I basically realized 
realized that I was unemployable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had too many talents. So I had to start my own businesses. And, they, and so they naturally progressed over time. I, you know, I attempted real estate. I've owned a restaurant. You know, I did a few other things and it always revolved around marketing and public relations and event planning. And so I just accepted that that was, was definitely my path and my gift. It's funny you use the word unemployable. We've had so many guests come on and uh, they've said the same thing. And, uh, you know, I, I would sort of look as a potential in, employer and say that you know all these guests have got just great talents but for some reason corporations don't seem to say see the same thing uh, I wonder why that is why, why we see ourselves as unemployable because of all these different things we do and yet and, and yet it, it, it probably is right that we can't just uh, work in a, a company well, I think it's because we're multi-passionate, right? There's no, you, you know, I'm sure you've, you've discovered through your interviews and, and you probably live this as well, to focus on just one thing forever, it just seems so painfully monotonous. You know, so, you know, we joke that we all have shiny ball syndrome and ADD, but that's the reality is we're really multi-passionate. You know, we have a lot of different passions. You know, I have hangouts and I have marketing and I have a web show, you know, and I couldn't limit myself to just any one area. And I think when you look at corporate environments, they really want a specialist and they want you to very much be a part of the box and the corporate culture and, and very, very specific in this one area. I, I think that's evolving, you know, thanks to brands like Virgin. But, you know, well, there's a lot of other brands out there, but Virgin being the most, you know, noticeable. You know, I think there's potential, you know that it's evolving. But I think that's the reality for us is being multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So that's... Um... T take it then down to some specifics because there are uh, entrepreneurs and perhaps indie app developers business owners who are, are listening to this now and thinking what can I do with Google, Google Hangouts so maybe you could sort of walk us through why we should be thinking about Google Hangouts and what they can do for us I think for everyone, everyone should be doing Hangouts. It's a no-brainer. It's Google's baby. Um, your Hangout will outrank a YouTube video. <clears throat> it's a lot more affordable. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the perfectionism of having, you know, these really flashy videos made. Hangouts are free. They're the humanization of your brand. It gives people an opportunity to really connect with you. I think in the app developer space, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about this. You know, do you brand you or do you brand your product? And I've always felt that you are your brand, you create products. But if you're doing something like app development, then you want to be branding that app. So maybe you get a few other people on with you discussing, you know, how great the app is or walking them through how to use the app or get social proof and testimonials and that type of stuff. And that gets people, and as you're developing the app, you could really be building your tribe and getting live feedback in real time from your audience, from your tribe, so that they really feel like they're a part of building this app. That would be a couple things just off the top of my head. I, I love these things off the top of your head because uh, these are these are really <laughs> insightful. And uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, we live and breathe technology. I mean, uh, last year I developed about 80 apps, and uh, I, I have that shiny syndrome thing mm -hmm. as well, where I just go whole hog at uh, everything and and here we are talking your your episode 55 for the app guy podcast which started six months ago so we, we love uh, i love personally getting involved in all these different things um but hangouts is something that i haven't incorporated in my business and i'm, I'm sure there's people listening that haven't as well um that, that's probably because google plus is, is a social network that is somewhat challenging to adopt as you know our, our, our um as we have, I guess, with these other social networks like Twitter and Facebook. Do you, do you think Google Plus is, is that a, f a fair comment about Google Plus? Am I just not seeing the fact that 
it, it is more popular than perhaps we're led to believe? You know, quite honestly, I'm not a G plus person. I jokingly say in every single one of my talks, you know, that, that, you know, do I think you should learn it? Absolutely. Do I think that there's, you know, you should go, yes. And when you do and you can simplify it, come back and teach me, uh, you know, so I honestly, I don't remember the last time I posted on G plus, I, I never go over there and look, I just kind of cracked the code on being able to use hangouts and really using hangouts. So I take my hangouts and I embed them in my website. And I drive all of my traffic to my website. I don't do anything that the G Plus experts tell you to do. They'll tell you to, you know, to get circles and to invite your circles and to create an event. And you know, it, I'm just like, uh, all I do is I take the hangout and I embed it on my website, and then I drive the traffic to my website. So will I, you know, start looking at G Plus in the next six months? Absolutely. It's kind of an, uh, an obligation at this point, <laughs> more so than anything. <laughs> you know, I, I probably <laughs> yeah. should be over on G Plus just a tad bit more, being the hangout marketing expert, but really you don't have to do that. I really treat Hangouts as Hangouts. I embed them on my website and I treat them as YouTube marketing on Nitrous. So I take all of my YouTube marketing skills and apply that to the Hangout video. So keywords, you know, making sure that it's titled correctly, making sure that there's a, a call to action above the fold, above the show more, you know, making sure that it's really well branded so that if anyone happens upon it, getting it transcribed so that the the bots can pick up that I, I mentioned the keywords. So I do a lot more strategy on that side. And then just on the marketing side, I just am driving traffic to my website, a basic web. I actually um, have hangoutsforbusiness.com. They can look at that. And you can see that the basic layout that uses optimized press, I think that's in one actually. It's an older version. I ask for an email. It flips over to a .com forward slash watch live page. There's the hangout. There's a Facebook commenting system. I have the compounded social proof. Anytime I do any kind of promotion. I'm driving traffic. I'm driving it either to that landing page or if you're on my list, I'm driving you to that watch live page. And then my second fold of that is I don't neglect the YouTube video. I really optimize the, the YouTube video for the rankings of it. And that's it. I, I don't do anything in G+. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I actually am a little bit of a novice here. I, I've used um, uh, Google Hangouts for um, so social things, uh, chatting to friends in New Zealand and uh, Australia and stuff, but I, I haven't used it for business. So um, uh, please pardon the, the, the fact that I am coming from this uh, as a novice, but uh, perhaps we can go through then a little bit more detail about um, how you get the guests on. I love that idea that you said about getting uh, perhaps people that have used the app and getting a group of us together and uh, talking about the benefits of the app. And so, so the, the first step that I'm guessing is uh, to uh, invite people to, to get them on and get them on at the same time. Um, what, how, how best is it to go about doing that? So you can only have yourself and nine people in a hangout in what they call the film strip. So, you know, that little, you, you see the little thumbnails at the, below and then you have the one yes. video. So it's you plus nine other people. Now, the, the experts will tell you just click invite people and the people will, you know, automatically appear. What I do is when you open the Hangout, whether you do it from the Start Hangout on Air page, I actually prefer to start my Hangouts on Air from YouTube Live Events. Uh, there's a quick and easy Hangout on Air there. Just so you know what the process is. So when I start the Hangout, <clears throat> I go ahead and it'll open up and you're in what's called the green room. And it'll say that you're off air. You'll see it buffering before it's ready to start broadcast. So you, I do that 30 to 45 minutes before so I can prep my, my sound, make sure that I'm all comfortable before I invite my guests. In the top of that window, the URL 
is unique to that particular hangout. Never, ever, ever share that with the public or you're going to be in for some shocking surprises. So, but you know, yeah, I had somebody show up. Up their shirt. Is that the trolls? Yeah, yeah that come on. Yeah, and, the, uh, the person right. without their shirt on popped into a hangout. It's like, oh my, yeah, never share that with the public. Um, but what you do is then you have your, your email list of the people that you're inviting. And so then you simply tell them, hey, just click the link. If they don't have the hangout plugin, it will walk them through the process. So you can do that like 30 minutes before. So if they do need to download the Hangout plugin or they don't even have a G Plus account, it'll walk them through what they need. You still have plenty of time before you push start broadcast. You get them and you get them set up. That's my quick and easy way to invite guests. So this is the App Guy podcast. And we love talking about apps. And I know that Hangouts uh, are available on the uh, iPhone and the Android phones. Uh, have you done a podcast before? Uh, uh, sorry, a Google Hangout on uh, a smartphone i've joined from them but it's really sketchy hangouts require a lot of bandwidth um so i tell everyone to be hardwired and if anybody writes me with with issues i'm like were you hardwired that's like always my first question so <laughs> right. yeah it is possible i've actually talked to the engineers at google and they told me a wi-fi hotspot is has enough bandwidth but my experience is to always be hardwired it you know it just doesn't look good when you do it from um, I actually do this sometimes using iPad as a second guest, just as a screen holder. Um, so I've, I have done that, but for aesthetics, I don't suggest doing it from, excuse me, from a mobile device, just because, you know, it, it's shaky, it's not stable. You probably could up your production value with some type of tripod or something to hold it on, but that shakiness and the wind blowing and things, it, it doesn't, it gives people motion sickness to watch right, that. Yeah. So really, uh, when you say hardwired, that uh, through the, an Ethernet then connection to your computer. Yeah. Okay, yes. So, correct. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Then so you get these uh, guests on the um, Google Hangout and they join. And uh, can you control the discussion? Um, you know, I know that uh, Hangouts uh, people uh, pop up when they're, they're talking. Can you can you mute the audience while you do your intro and then have Q and A? Is, is that something that's possible? Yeah, they're always updating. They just put a new, I think it was about a month ago, it's called Sound Control or Control Room. I think it's called Control Room. You can control the volume of your guests. Um, as far as who pops into the screen, it is voice controlled um, or sound controlled. Actually, is really a more descriptor of that. So because any, the slightest sound will make the camera flash to that person. So you can mute your guests. Um, you can also do what's called blue boxing, which is in those little thumbnails. You as the initiator are the only person that's able to control this. Can click on the person's thumbnail and it'll put a blue rim around their thumbnail and that will lock them in the main screen. So it doesn't do that flipping back and forth. So you as the host, if you were to initiate a hangout, would blue box yourself to make sure that you remained in the main screen uh, throughout the conversation until you are ready to move that on to other people. And then I also say if you're going to be a guest on Hangouts, there's a lot of people are jumping into them, but they're not, um, they haven't really learned it quite yet. So what I do is when I'm a guest on a Hangout, I mute myself until they ask me a question. Just in case they're not controlling the camera, I don't want the camera flipping to me when I'm like taking a sip of soda or blowing my nose. You know, so, <laughs> okay, yeah. so, so I mute myself to control that. I'll turn my camera off sometimes if I'm doing something like that. So I, I, I'll do that myself as a guest because you can do that to yourself so as well. I'm, I'm loving this because I can really see now that there is potential for uh, even app developers 
uh, who are uh, having a chat with their users. Um, they get some of their best users, which uh, uh, I need to have a little think about perhaps how we, we do that because as when you develop an app, it's sometimes a little bit challenging to uh, get the details of who's downloaded that app or who's using that app without, um, I guess, doing an opt-in or uh, getting them back to your website. But um, certainly when you get the guests, you can have this uh, discussion uh, and then you've got the content there as a recording. Uh, and so what you, you're saying is that you can actually embed that then ad-free on your website. Correct. While it's live, you can embed it on your oh, website. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. And so when you start a Hangout on Air, whether we, we like from the Hangout on Air page or the YouTube live events, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little thing that says links. And if you click on that, it will give you the HTML code to embed on your website. So I don't send anyone to my YouTube or my G Plus or any place to watch it. I, I send them strictly to my website because if it crashes, I have time to recover. And, you know, I can just talk to the people right there on my page. And so you embed it on your website. It stays there until you do something different. So if you're an app developer and you want people to download apps and you're really excited about that, you have a, like a, a .com watch live page. You have, you know, your announcement of what time it's going on, post questions. You have your Hangout YouTube video there. I would have some type of download app, try beta for free, some kind of button there that they can download that and go through it with you so that you can see what kind of activity is actually happening on your page while I you're live. I see why uh, this has taken off because just sitting here getting super excited about all the stuff that we could be doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's my understanding then that um, the nine people, uh, the max, maximum of nine people plus yourself on a Google Hangout is just the, the people that are engaging in the discussion. You could have an unlimited amount of people come to your website and viewing the live stream uh, without uh, actually participating. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, it's unlimited viewership. So you can have, you know, yeah, worldwide unlimited viewership. And like I said, it stays there. So it doesn't, it doesn't go away. Once the Hangout ends, it's just sitting there. So people could watch it at their leisure at different times. And then also you can screen share in that too. So as app developers, if you want to show people, like maybe you're asking them aesthetically, do you like, you know, one or two, you know, you're kind of doing a split testing, have them start voting right there below and having them give feedback on which one they like better about a button or a color or a function or a feature that you're able to do that live on air with them at that time. That'd be another way that I would do it too, to make it fun. I love all these things that are just coming off the top of your head here. That, uh... <laughs> I know. And I didn't want to be on this podcast because I was like, I don't know anything about apps. You know, so, so funny. Yeah, you've yeah. Come, come out with all these great ideas. And, uh, and, and then I guess it's a, a, a way of, um, marketing that content, monetizing that content, because once that content's there, it can sit on your uh, website forever, uh, I'm guessing. And uh, 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 then you then you can just do it. I, I guess are people using it in, in addition to webinars or instead of webinars? You know, this is this was when I was on the bleeding edge last year, I was screaming from the rooftops because I'm an internet marketer. And so I was like, oh, it's the replacement for GoToWebinar. And I got so much pushback from that. We always have to treat, and I think as app developers, everyone can appreciate this. Some things are not meant to be an exact replacement of. It's a totally different mindset. You know, in a webinar where, you know, hi, I'm so great, here's my content, and here's the pitch, you know, and here's some slides, you know, that, that that's the normal formula. But in a Hangout, you want to be much more, you know, face-to-face -face with your people. They want to see your reactions. They want to see you contemplating. You could also put up calls to action throughout. 
Uh, there's a couple of different programs out there right now, plugins, um, like Webinar Jams, one of them. They're, they do a lot of the analytics and a, and a live chat and a, like a registration page. Uh, Easy Webinar Plugin is another one. He's been around for a couple of years, and he's really accommodated to kind of the evergreen um, of Hangouts. So those are two options. There's probably 50 more out there, but those are the two that I'm most aware of. Lead Pages has a template for it for Hangouts. They've really, you know, upped their game with Hangouts. So you can definitely do it as a webinar replacement. Just, you know, don't be so slide dependent is my big suggestion because it's not a very seamless um, experience slide-wise. And also it's not as clear. You know, it gets really pixelated um, if your slides are not, you know, really sharp, tight, you know, the right dimensions, that kind of stuff. So I, I tell people to stay away yeah, from the slide. Uh, cause, yeah, because one of the one of the challenges, uh, Brandy, one of the challenges for us is that uh, uh, with webinars, uh, I get invited to quite a few of these different ones. And, uh, you know, we live and breathe on our phones. Uh, we love using our smartphones, iPhones. And uh, when you get a webinar invite, uh, some of them are, uh, I think, like GoToMeeting are quite difficult to sign up with yes. your phone. You have to actually go to a laptop and uh, then sign up through the laptop and then get a link and then it goes into your calendar and then you have to go back to the laptop to join it and uh, I'm just thinking that if you had an embed into your website um, you could probably go uh, using your phone and get a reasonably good view um, as, a, as a viewer uh, or even go to, to the Hangout app that we've mentioned before um, to view so you know you're not alienating that whole audience of phones and, and, and having to force them to, to go and use their uh, desktops or their laptops that most likely are sitting at home and um, you know they have to be at home so that's one of the reasons why I don't join as many webinars as I sh should because uh, the inability yes. to use a phone agreed um, but uh, uh, so do you carry a phone We're, this is the app guide podcast we love talking about apps do you have happen to have a smartphone yeah of course <laughs> I live and die on right. it <laughs> what one do you use I have the iPhone 5 Whichever the latest version, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, whatever the newest, latest, shiniest object is, I have it. Yeah. And would you be able to talk us through one or two of your apps that you use in your either work or your personal life to to get you through the day? Oh my gosh, my phone gets so burned up. I need a heat map on my phone to see what I use the most. Um, of course, uh, Uber is my number one, my, my number one most used app. It's a uh, taxi service, and so Uber, <laughs> Uber is yeah. my number one used app. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, you know, we're here in the UK, it's taken a while for Uber. I've been following Uber for about three years and uh, I, I knew it was going to be bigger. I even tried to, to copy the, uh, the the app and I never got anywhere with coding it because it's just too yeah. complicated. But um, I, I actually just came back from Dubai, uh, spent four months over there and they just got their Uber service uh, up and running and I got to use it for the first time. And no wonder it's taken the world by storm. It is just an absolutely enjoyable it's one of those apps where you know because the iphone's been around for so long we we start to uh, take these things with a, a pinch of salt these apps but th this is the my last app that i've just got so excited about it's and, brilliant uh, I, I wish it was worldwide yeah when i saw it was in dubai i was i saw 21 countries i was like uber even in Dubai, I can still say that that's my favorite app in interviews. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. I, yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking through my phone right now. Like, let's see. You know, of course, all of the social media networks, right? The Twitter, the Instagram, the um, what else do I use? Oh, just just on those, though, Brandy. Uh, just those those ones. Do you happen to use the uh, the official ones, or do you have third party apps for accessing those uh, social media sites? 
Um, Facebook, I use the official one. Twitter, I use the official one. Uh, I have a couple of plugins for Instagram that somebody turned me on to, which was uh, how to make the pictures more square. So they would post on Instagram. I think it's called, I'm looking for it right now. It's called Square Ready. Um, so I really like that one. And that's pretty, I mean, it's a, it looks a little complex, but I had a photo the other day that it wouldn't fit. The words wouldn't fit right. And it did it brilliantly. So I loved that. Um, what's this one? Oh, find my friends. That's another one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Bizaboo was one of the big ones that they were, uh, pushing at social media marketing world this past weekend. They had everyone, um, register with Bizaboo. Um, I checked in a couple of times, but I didn't use the app that much. It was just so much going on. You know, you're trying to keep up with all with all the social media that's you're being mentioned in. Um, Evernote, of course. Voxer is another one that I use. Um, right. I have an over forty that's app because right. I'm over forty, so it's called the Over Forty app, and it has a magnifying glass and a, and a spotlight on it, so I can see <laughs> menus and restaurants. And so I, I use that. Like my friends will make fun of me, and they're like, "Where's your Over Forty app?" When I'm squinting at the menu, a hotel tonight. Uh, well, I can get that one. I'm over forty. Yeah, as well, I love so. that app. That app likes a lifesaver because I don't want to carry my Over Forty glasses sometimes. Um, hotel tonight, I like a lot. If you travel as much as I do, um, hotel tonight is brilliant. Yes, I love the fact that they don't actually show anything until midday, and uh, uh, I believe they. No, they changed oh, it. They oh, just they? changed oh, it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in the last month, it, like it's been really recent because I was all excited because they wouldn't show you until after two o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I was just like waiting. If you're waiting. flying into a city, yeah, you're like just like come on, refresh, refresh, oh, no, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Let's see what else I have. I have so I got I have like a hundred apps on okay, here. Okay, well, uh... camera plus. Yeah, you obviously love your iPhone and uh, that's why, you know, we, we um, this is the app guy podcast and we love talking about apps. So, um, you know, it's uh, we've got a, a lot to get on there. Uh, you mentioned conferences and, uh, you know, before we say goodbye, let's let's just talk about uh, the conference scene and uh, perhaps you could raise the awareness of some of the uh, conferences that you go to around the, the world. Wow. There's so many, especially I live in San Diego and I, I moved here in September and I have attended so many conferences that weren't even on my map a year ago. Uh, traffic and conversions, a great one. There's a lot of app developers. That's where the deals really happen. Uh, social me media marketing world this past weekend, that was 2000 people in San Diego. They did a brilliant job. There was 120 speakers. It was over the span of a couple of days and it's social media marketing world. So they had a lot of the social media manager types and, you know, the, 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 B, uh, the B2B type of social media manager. So that was a great opportunity for any app developers to really hear what they wanted to talk about. Um, another one that's um, email marketing world. There's New Media Expo. Uh, Yannick Silver's Underground is brilliant because those are the people that are, are quietly making millions that you you don't even hear about. They don't have like that, you know, they're not the superstars, but they are the superstars behind the scenes. That's where you're going to find investors. If you're looking for investors, that would be one that I would hit up. Um, Internet Marketing Super Friends is doing something in the fall. So I would look, I'd keep an eye out for that. Because uh, that'll be a lot of the same thing. That'll probably be investors, people that will be able to give you feedback. Uh, those are the big ones. And then I go to personal development ones as well. Like Michael Burnoff's this week in Arizona. I'll be at that one. And that's, he's a, you know, a, a transformation guy. So how important is it, um, living, uh, so close to Silicon Valley and, uh, you know, the, uh, San Diego is, uh, do you feel like, um, if you're going to be on the internet or you're going to be uh, perhaps app developer that you have to be, uh, in that part of the, the world to make a success? 
You know, it's fascinating. You know, I would have said no, but I it, it has grown my business in, insanely. Like I could have never dreamed that my business would grow this much. And I think what happens is that when we really get to hang out with people and have coffee or have drinks or, you know, shenanigans or whatnot, you really get the opportunity to know people and you start to resonate with them and you're more likely to do business with them. Sometimes when we hop on a Skype call or a hangout, we're like, oh, hi, hi, small talk, small talk, let's get to the point. And you don't really get a lot of that bonding time. And so I've met some amazing people and become really good friends with them. You know, and some of them I'm doing business with and others I may not. You know, I may just be friends with them and support them. Uh, it's also fantastic for networking. If you go to any of like the um, co-working spaces, I, I know you guys have them in the UK as well, you know, like the shared office space kind of environment, they're always having some type of event or some kind of speaking and you start talking to people and really great business deals are made in those situations. It's really like being in a think tank, you know, mastermind bubble. Right. And do you get a chance to um, go to any uh, overseas? Yeah, actually, one of my friends from Malta is going to put on one in London and is asking me to speak at that one. Uh, so I'm actually looking at the UK quite a bit. I might take my whole business uh, to Europe because I think there's a lot of opportunities. A lot of people that were here in town this weekend, uh, two people I hung out with were, are from Belgium and another one was from the UK. He's an app developer. He developed a, a Facebook app and uh, you know they were like, you should come to London, the, you know, the speaking scene over here. And so uh, I'm definitely looking into that. And I, I don't know that you guys have a lot of big ones. I know a couple of my friends in the UK do some joint venture types, uh, but I'm certainly checking into that in the next six months because the speaking season over here kind of slows down during the summer months because school's out and such. Yeah, and, and would you say that that's a big component of your uh, revenue is getting paid for speaking gigs? You know, honestly, not now, no. Uh, the idea is that usually when you speak, you speak, um, usually you get your travel expenses covered. You, you might get a little bit, but you don't, I don't make a ton of money as a speaker now. I used to when I was on the quote-unquote speaking circuit, but now I'm just invited to events to speak for um, publicity or for, you know, I get my picture taken or my name's on their website. You know, that kind of stuff, you just do it for that. But, but uh, inevitably, after you speak, on stage, you will get a ton of business. Even if you don't sell from stage, you'll get a ton of business because you start to be known as the authority and the expert in the space when you do that. So yeah, not, not right now, honestly. <laughs> it's a yeah. really good lesson for us because I mean, a lot of us are thinking that we can become the authority with, without uh, having to go and do the conference circuit or uh, speaking. And uh, it just it goes to remind us that you, you really do need to get out there and uh, meet you know, real human beings to uh, actually, you know, make a difference. And uh, yeah, as, as much as technology is helping us, um, I, I still believe like you do, that you need to have that human touch. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I think if I was, you know, like, a, you know, an entrepreneur, I was looking for investors or I was an app developer, I would look at three big events in my target areas, you know, like in my tar target demographics where there's going to be a hotbed of people that are going to help me move forward. And I would budget to be at every single one of those events. And I would come in a day before and a day after because that's where a lot of the magic happens as well. Uh, so I would like work that into my budget. I mean, you don't have to stay on site at the expensive hotel. Find a cheap hotel down the street, Uber, to the event locations, tomorrow. Sit in the bar, start talking to people in the bar. You'll end up sitting next to the billionaires. They'll have no idea because they don't have certain accounts.
restroom, they're usually sitting in the bar. <laughs> so that's my great state <laughs> yeah. right there. How's that for keeping it real? Crash the lobby. Before we say goodbye, then, there's was one thing I do need to ask you. You've got so many good ideas, and you clearly are the world's leading authority on Google Hangouts. Uh, have you... Um, thought of any app ideas yourself anything where you think oh that would make a really good app or um, if you can't think of what well yeah any good ideas that you could perhaps share with us that you, you've been thinking of and that relate to apps yeah there's and you can, if you're an app developer you can get the google api ahead of time one of the things we have something called the custom lower third or it's called a custom overlay and a guy developed the app called the hangout toolbox and it's a brilliant for branding, et cetera. But one of my product offerings is teaching people how to be producers. And if we could figure out how we could control their graphics on them, that would be brilliant. And I'm sure that's a massive undertaking. So God love whoever comes out with that. Uh, the other thing that I'd be looking at as an app developer are any kind of chat options. So there's already chat wing, chat role, live fire. Um, but some of them are clunky, some of them are different. One of the big complaints about people are concerned, I shouldn't say complaints, is having some type of chat feature that only the moderator sees in case there are trolls. I personally laugh at trolls and call them out on it, but a lot of people seem to be concerned about that. Like in my, in my talk this weekend, somebody's like, well, what if you get a bad comment? And I recommended those chat functions, but none of them help you to moderate to hide those comments. So I think that would be a quick and easy for Hangouts. Because my advice, you know, and I have all the biggest clients in the world, my advice is always to have some type of commenting system and embed it on your website. So I would tell somebody to develop something like that. And, and you know, again, we live and breathe this stuff, but we're in the top 10% of people that are even aware of Hangouts. So it's only going to get bigger. So I would certainly be looking at, you know, I'd, I'd start, you know, lurking around and stalking some groups and seeing what most of the claims are and then seeing if you can get that AP and solve that problem. That's great advice. And you, you are talking to a, a load of web developers, app developers, and uh, you know perhaps someone can take on that challenge of uh, uh, getting a, the, the, the Hangout toolbox where you can control the uh, the, the images. And um, Brandy, is there anything you feel that we haven't touched upon uh, that we perhaps should have mentioned with, with relative to our audience? No, I think my favorite Hangout of last year was Sir Richard Branson and Elon Musk, and his advice was screw it, screw it, just do <laughs> yeah. it. So I love it. Yeah, advice. that was. Screw it, uh, just do it. Like, who cares if you're an app developer, or, or you know, you, you don't want to be on camera, or just get over yourself and get out there, because that's the only way you're going to become that overnight success and get on people's maps and radars, and just be you, because people are going to love you. We buy from people we know, like, and trust. So if someone's going to invest in you, they're going to invest in because you're so cool that you're like that smart and you can do this stuff that we don't know how to do. So put yourself out there and and, and get your game on. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, it's just been a fascinating journey going through all this stuff so I really appreciate you coming on how how best can people uh, get in touch with you if uh, the, you know maybe there's uh, someone someone listening who wants to uh, find out a little bit more uh, what, what's the best way of connecting with you Brandy um, obviously my website it's brandysweezy.com or hangoutsforbusiness.com but if somebody wants to contact me directly I'm happy to give you my email as well which is brandy at brandysweezy.com um, but be sure that you mention and the subject line um, that you heard about me from the um, App Guy podcast so that I know and I'll, I'll respond. <laughs> right. Okay, great. Well, uh, thanks very much for uh, joining us on the App Guy podcast. It's been uh, a pleasurable journey and uh, I'm actually now going to start playing around with Google Hangouts and uh, seeing if I can uh, uh, get, get to grips with it. But um, 
very much appreciate it. Really would love to have you back on and I wish you all the best. And if you are in London at any point in time, uh, then I'll, uh, perhaps we could hook up and uh, I can um, uh, buy you a drink in London. I used to live there for 10 years, so I know the place quite well. Perfect. You're on. <laughs> right, okay, Brandy. Hey, listen, thanks. And have a, have a great one. Hey, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. Thank you for listening to the App Guy podcast.